Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy, and as usual, I've got here with me, Jake. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Very, very happy to be here. It's a very exciting week for me, as you know. Uh, plenty of stuff to talk about, but mm. first, how's your week been, Andy? It's been okay. It's, well, actually, to be honest, it's been a very busy week. Busy, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of things to do. I had to binge on the punisher because we're going to talk about it this week and i hadn't seen that many episodes at the start of the week so i had to at some point binge over it so that we could have stuff to talk about that, that's today. commitment right there yeah. for, for you fans <laughs> yeah you yeah. see we're doing everything for you fans so keep watching or keep listening what about you what, what did you get up to uh i actually got uh quite a lot of watching done this week oh, i had you. quite a had a, w- a week off work so i just used this opportunity to like binge as much as I could so obviously we finished Punisher I also managed to uh, finally watch all of the new Viking series oh you've seen it yeah now. I've seen it now oh. uh, it's, 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 it's 20 episodes in it's great it's mm, it, it, I'm it's, loving it it's one of my favorite series out yeah. there in the minute yeah um, I think this is the last season yeah mm. yeah I, uh, no this they're going to do season six. Oh, okay season six and I don't that will probably be a two-parter like they have done for the last I'm couple of seasons yeah yeah but yeah. they said after that that's it yeah yeah uh, which is good because I like when I see like a conclusion to a story yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just rewatched a couple of films as well so um, nice yeah lots to talk about this week yeah yeah plenty to talk about I mean um just break it down for you guys we've got you know the Batman finally has a release date and all that stuff. Toy Story 4, uh, all that stuff's coming out, and the Hobbs and Shaw mm. trailer, mm. as well as a little review for you guys that we mentioned earlier. So it's The Punisher Season 2. But for now, we're going to get into the news. So let's go. Our first topic, which I think will take up most of the <laughs> news section. Uh, as you know, I am extremely happy about this. I've been waiting for this news yeah. forever. Mm. But finally, the Batman. Mm. We have now a release date, and that's going to be June 2021. Mm. Okay, the 25th of June. Uh, as well as that, Ben Affleck is out of the character. No more Bruce Wayne or Batman for Ben Affleck. And Matt Reeves talks about his story. For his, uh, so, I mean, you saw the comments and stuff like yep. that. Uh, your initial reactions to all this news about the Batman movie, finally moving forward. Yeah, I mean... You know, um, I mean, it's. I'm happy it's moving forward, like you said. You know, but what one thing that struck me is how they've gone. Okay, we're gonna end this chapter of Batman and just move on. Um, they're not trying to hold on to, just trying to continue it. Continue it. You yeah. know, and um, this is one thing I always say to you: um, studios should not be afraid of pulling the plug and saying. You know those last three films we made about this? They didn't happen, you know? I wish they would do it to Star Wars, but let's not talk about that. But you just say, this last films with this person, they didn't happen. Let's just pick it up from here and now and let's move on. I like it when that happens because I think Ben Affleck was just uh, a bit toxic to the whole thing. I did like him as Batman, but the whole behind the scene thing was just keeping the whole franchise under there was a lot of drama wasn't yeah there, there was yeah. you know d- dealing with his own personal issues and just uh, it, it, it's it, it was a lot and it it was holding the whole thing down mm. but just uh, I'll, I'll just briefly explain to the listeners as well um if you don't know i don't know how you don't know because this has been going on for like two years now i'll just summarize the drama 
revolving Ben Affleck and the Batman movie. So obviously we know in 2016, Batman versus Superman came out. Yep. Ben Affleck was Batman. Yep. And even though it had quite a lot of negative response, most of the, the good stuff that everyone pretty much said was Ben Affleck was amazing as Batman. Yep. So then, and then it was announced he's going to be writing, directing, starring, and producing a solo Batman film. That got everybody so excited because we know he's an Academy Award winning director mm. and writer. Mm -hmm. You know, the last uh, few films he's brought out have been golden. So that was incredibly exciting. Eventually, we heard that, oh, there's some rumblings going on. And, you know, after all the negative response of Batman vs. Superman and everything, DC are looking to change things. So Ben Affleck steps down as director. Okay, but he's still writer. Okay, so we thought, okay, we're going to get somebody else in. Then we found out that, you know, it's a constant, ah, oh, the script's not ready, the script's not ready, and stuff like that. Then we find out he's not long as writing the script. And then eventually, they bring Matt Reeves on board. And we thought, okay, well, at least he's still starring in the movie. Matt Reeves is going to direct it, though. I love Matt Reeves as director. He did the, the second and third movies of the Planet of the Apes, the yep. new ones, which yep. are fantastic movies. Yep. Um, so I thought, cool, Matt Reeves is going to take on the mantle of the do the story but we're gonna still have ben as nope doesn't look like it anymore and since then it's been back and forth will he be batman will he will he not be batman mm. we've been very unclear until this point yeah and what have they what has what have they said about the story the plot well we got a little bit of uh news about that so matt reeves uh he had a little interview mm. uh and i'll just read out his quote so he goes on to say it's very much a point of view driven noir batman tale it's told very squarely on his shoulders, and I hope it's going to be a story that will be thrilling, but also emotional. It's more Batman in his detective mode than we've seen in the films. The comics have a history of that. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and that's not necessarily been a part of what the movies have been. I'd love this to be one where we get to go on that journey of tracking, dra tracking down the criminals and trying to solve a crime. Mm. I, I, you know, That's something I, I know you've always wanted to see. Batman as a detective yeah. because there was the whole detective series on in, in the comics and we ne we never see that in the movies yeah i mean like as i've said before on here batman is my favorite comic book yeah. character you know yeah. he, he's been there since the very beginning of my childhood mm. uh and uh, as much as i've loved most of the batman movies yeah one thing they've sure uh, lacked a bit was the detective side of batman yeah. which is one of my favorite parts of batman because he is considered the world's greatest detective exactly, yeah do you know what i mean we never really got to see him uh do as much of that in the films i'd say the closest we got was the dark knight yeah because that was a more serious looking crime driven story mm -hmm. we did get to see glimpses of that but not full out you yeah. know it still had quite a lot of action scenes and stuff like that yeah. which i get you mm -hmm. know i get that you need to have action scenes in these type of movies uh but and what makes me very happy is Matt Reeves, as he s says here, is like the comics have a history of that. Mm -hmm. So this is what we've been talking about, skin in the game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you have somebody who's really passionate about these characters and knows the history of these characters and also because it needs to be combined, mm. a great filmmaker. Yeah. That's skin in the game. Mm. He knows what he's doing. He has a vision in mind mm -hmm. and he's going to execute that vision. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and uh, from his quote, we, you you didn't get that um, down to that part. But from his quote, he's he has said that the studio has given him everything he needs. They've given him the freedom. Obviously, they've given him the funds. They've just released him and the, the time and the time. I think that's the most important one. Exactly the because, time. Because I think it was about two years ago 
or maybe just under, maybe 18 months ago when Matt Reeves was first announced as writer and director. Mm. And, and since then, all we've been hearing is that, oh, I'm just working on the script, just working on the script. Yeah. That, that, that makes me very happy because as a, as a filmmaker yourself yeah. and a script writer, the most important part of the movie pretty much is the script. It's the script, yes. yes. So, so the thing about this is now he has come out and said, this is what Warner has done for me. Now he's, he, I, I feel he has put his career on the line now. He has to give us a good Batman movie. Because if he doesn't, no more excuses. That's the end of his, quote unquote, that's the end of his career. Because there are no excuses. You can't say, I didn't have enough time. You can't say something was wrong. You got everything you need. And um, that's why now he has his skin in the game. He can't do a Ryan Johnson on us. He's going to give us, um, I like what he has said about the film. I like the noir part of it. Yeah. Because um, I like noir films i like films that are from the 30s 40s 50s early 60s i like those kind of films and batman is that kind of person he's a very noir type of exactly, character you, you know, know the streets of gotham are yeah. very much yeah uh, you know when they were you have to remember when batman was written yeah it was first 1939 mm. so that is during the sort of noir phase yes i yes. think that's what bob kane and bill finger were sort of looking at when they were drawing up gotham mm. and, and the criminals that work there yeah uh, so this film i'm hoping is just it's not going to be about bruce wayne and all the money he has and all the gadgets he has I, well, let's see him if he's going to get into a fight let's be a fist fight no weapons but the detective part of it uh, that, i think that's yeah, that's the that's part the that's interesting yeah. me the most yeah people are going to be surprised because there'll be a lot there'll be more, a lot of talking and but less I want to see that. Yeah. I, wanna see, I really want to mm. get into the psyche of Batman and Bruce Wayne. And uh, like uh, another thing is that obviously Batman is only as good as the villains. Mm. Do you know? So he goes on to talk about Matt Reeves is that there will be a rogues gallery. Now that's interesting because he says rogues gallery. So this implies that there's not going to be just one villain. Yeah. We're going to see quite a few villains. Uh, I hope it's not like crazy amounts that and they're all got part in the story i hope it's just like ooh, there's that villain like for one scene easter eggs or easter eggs or like he goes to arkham asylum mm. that that i mean that that for me mm. we still haven't seen that in the movies yep H him going to arkham asylum and like you know going through the hallways and for all the rooms and you see all the all villains the people here's dead. We, we got a bit of it in um dc um Teen, the teen one, um, Teen, ti uh, teen Titans. Titans, yeah, Titans. And I told yeah. You, last week I said that was my favorite episode, the one where they went to Gotham. Yeah, we you, got, you got a little glimpse like of it that. there, but yeah, like I like that. But you know, so probably this will be the first Batman without a backstory, without anything to do oh, with his I, parents. I hope, I hope they don't. I mean, Matt Reeves has he's got a certain age in mind. He mm. wants it to be younger, a younger Batman, more into towards the early years of his career. Mm. I don't want it to be an origin story. Yeah. We've seen that. So many times. I think well, I just very much like um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, don't need the origin story. Just throw us into the movie and he's already Batman. Yeah. He's Batman yeah. already. He's and not and he, he's out there doing his thing. Yeah, okay, do it in like the first couple of years of his career. But he's already Batman. He's, he's, he's in there and he's tracking down criminals. And, no, he, and, no he, and he's beating the hell out of them. Yeah, like, no more PTSD for of witnessing his parents being murdered. But no, you know. but you still have to have glimpses of that because that is the main reason why he does what he does yeah but you it know. needs to be there just not in your face yeah the thing is we we get it yeah. i don't want to have a dream sequence of him waking up having a nightmare and then he wakes up and you know nah we've seen that so so many times i just want 
a superhero film that doesn't go to the past that deals with now and just moves forward I, you know there's so, uh, flashbacks origin stories i mean come on man let's see new stuff so um yeah, well i think this is the way forward for the, yeah. i mean I, like i said in previous episodes i'm really excited about the future of dc and the movies going forward i like the fact that uh, i heard uh, uh, some rumbles that uh, Warner Brothers are not really focusing now on trying to connect all these movies together that they're just going to let the filmmakers take these characters and do their own thing I, I I think that should I think that will work better for them well I think because they tried to do that at the beginning yeah they tried to do the like, a, like, a, like a Marvel yeah, yeah very similar to Marvel this yeah. interconnected universe yeah it hasn't really worked out for them but their two biggest successes have been Wonder Woman and Aquaman yeah. Okay. And those are two standalone. Yes, they are connected to the universe, but you could watch them on their own. Like in, in Aquaman, the only mention was Steppenwolf. Yeah. That was the only thing that you could. Oh, that's part of the Justice League. Then, other than that, it stands on its own. Wonder Woman was the same. It stands on its own. But you see, when Marvel first started, that was how all their movies were. The only thing that connected one Marvel movie to the another was the post-credit scenes. But each Marvel, I mean, the first no, couple yeah, of years, each Marvel movie was a film in itself. Yes. Then there was just that one 15 seconds at the end that yes. would connect it to something No, no, else. 100%. I agree. Because I think t t at the when you're making like a, a, a TV show or, an, or a film for a, a universe, mm. you have to make something that stands on its own as well. Yeah, yeah. You, like without, you, you have to make something that you can watch and not have to worry about the stuff that came before it. Marvel do that very well. DC, they look like they struggled at mm. the beginning. Mm. Uh, I mean, as much as I'm a fan of Batman versus Superman, there were problems with it. They're trying to cram way too much into that movie so we can quickly get to Justice League so Warner Brothers can earn a lot of money. Mm. And it ended up backfiring in them and the Justice League is the lowest performing movie yeah. out of all of them. Yeah. So that, 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 I mean, that goes to show, I think. Yeah, I think there's just... Um, just you know... I mean, these guys that did it for Marvel, they had a vision, a 10-year, 11-year plan. Yeah, Kevin Feige. Yeah, our as, I, as I said, Kevin Feige is our lord and savior yeah, of comic I mean, book movies. Starting, don't bring in any... Don't bring in new... Don't bring in um, all these already established Hollywood stars that will, can't commit to anything beyond two, three years. Bring in people you know can be there because when you got carry a franchise for at least ten years. Yeah, exactly. So don't bring in people like Ben Affleck. You know, bring him in two, three years. He gets bored or something comes up, and he's. But the thing is, we don't know the full story about Ben Affleck. No, we don't. But we we do know that at at some point he was struggling with alcoholism, and he was, yeah. you know. So all these things come into play when you're already working with established actors. Remember when um, Iron Man won the first. Um, this guy wasn't really he, Robert Downey Jr. He wasn't. He, he was. He was a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he wasn't a big Hollywood star. He, he was wasn't there. A huge, no, he wasn't a huge star. But he was. He was known. Yeah, he was I, known. I, if anything, is that it was actually Paramount who were like, um, "We don't want you to get RDJ." That they were very against it because of all the problems he had with yeah. alcohol and drugs, and you know he went off the rails, didn't yeah. he? No, this was his like redemption movie. Exactly, he wasn't a big. He was known, but he wasn't on the level of at the time. Who was I don't know. He wasn't on the level of the A-listers. Yeah. Then he yeah. was scra scratching between. He was in the A-list category, but he wasn't the top A-lister. And they brought him on board, and that guy carried the franchise all these years. You know, I think Iron Man and um, 
um, Captain America, those two guys, they've carried, and to an extent, Thor, they've carried the franchise yeah. all through these years, you know. So I think they but need to. But that's what they need to do with the DC. That's I mean, exactly. I, so, so far, we've got two. We've got Wonder Woman yes. and Aquaman. They're, yeah, the, exactly. The, that's why they're going to be carrying this yeah. franchise. Yeah. And hopefully, so that's the Batman what, as yeah, well. Whoever they cast, that's why. The yes, casting, I, we haven't talked about the casting. That's yeah, very I'm, important. We don't we, know. Like. But, but but who do you want to see? To the po- I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't want somebody. At I one point, Jake Gyllenhaal was ru- was rumored to do it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that that could work. Yes, that could work. So I don't. I, don't, want I think that's been debunked. I think that's not I mean, happening. But no, what I mean is that could work. Yeah. You know, there is a category, There is a level of stardom I want when you want to build a series, not a top A lister. He's in the A list category, but not like Gal Gadot wasn't like. An she list. was an unknown, really. Exactly, you know, but she was in that age because she had been in Fast and Furious. She had been yeah. in a couple of things, so we knew who she was, but she wasn't top of the scale. You know, same thing with um, Mimosa. He was there, we knew him, but he wasn't top of the scale. He was there in Game of Thrones, so everybody knew him, you know. So that kind of thing, someone we know, but he's not an A-lister. Bring him in and let him grow with the franchise. I'm going to push for Michael Fassbender. No, not for me. That's me. All right, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um yep. So, the next one would be is Toy Story 4. So, Disney, or I should say Pixar, they released a new poster and a synopsis revealing a whole new Bo Peep. So, uh, it basically says that, you know, Woody, they've been living their lives now as they have been since the last events of Toy Story 3. But Bo Peep comes back and she's a completely different character from when Woody last saw her. She's more empowered, self-dependent. So, what what do you make of this? It's going to be a Toy Story show. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna make us cry. Yeah, it, it's it? gonna be Toy Story. It, it's you know, it's it's it, it, it will not disappoint. No, it mm. will not disappoint. That's all I can say about yeah, this. I thing. don't think that I do, they wouldn't have done it unless they knew they had something good. Yeah, I think uh, I think they they know how precious this franchise is. Um, I mean, I mean, I think it's good the fact that they're changing Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. You know, in the previous movie, she was the you know the typical damsel in distress sort yeah. of thing yeah. so yeah it's good like with this the, you know this whole new movement and wave we're going through in the industry yeah she should be a bit more self-independent more empowered and it gives um young children a sort of icon to look at yeah, yeah. there's a new there's a new character forky yeah there's a new character forky um who is played by tony hale uh i mean the the, the synopsis does look interesting uh it's a toy story synopsis it's yeah, it's what we'd expect it's going to be very warm-hearted yeah, and uh, yeah. i can't wait for this movie you know yeah. i'm a huge fan of toy story i mean yeah. ever since i was a kid i loved the first one so mm-hmm. yeah super excited yeah it's 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 i don't it's not gonna disappoint so i'm just happy it's yeah. it's gonna be good i mean can, like uh, let's let's with this and everything else i mean the amount of money disney are gonna make this year <laughs> is crazy that, like have you did you see the article with the entire slate of all the disney movies coming out this year it's just ridiculous <laughs> you know what more do these people want? <laughs> they want the world. <laughs> Uncle Bob wants what the world. What do they want? Like, they have everything. They, they literally well, have Well, and they're going to get even more soon. They're going to get Fox. I, I mean, they have everything. They're going to own childhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like. So, cool. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, we'll get into the next one. And, oh, man, this. So, we got a new trailer. This literally dropped yesterday yeah uh so we're speaking as if we're recording on saturday uh but it dropped on friday and man (laughs) this trailer so i'll start this one off i mean this trailer is pitch perfect Mm. right it's so funny it doesn't take itself seriously at all and it's you know it has a very classic 
movie tropes, action mm-hmm. movie tropes, you yep. know, the sort of like stuff that you expect to see, but 10 times bigger, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very, not quite winking in the camera, uh, but it's almost on the nose sort of thing. I mean, you saw it. What did you think? No, you, what film is it? Oh, you haven't. Oh, did, I not me- did I not mention the film? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. sorry. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yep, the Hobbs uh, and Shaw the is <laughs> Fast and the Furious spin-off movie. Yeah, it's a spin-off uh. from Fast and Furious. Yeah, I mean, I liked the, uh, I liked it. It was um, I like it. It is what it is. It's not trying to be what it's not. Yeah. It's it's a very f- it's fun. Everything about it is fun. I l- it, of course you've got Idris Elba there, so it, it, it's a fun. It's gonna be a fun film now. I haven't seen Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, I haven't have you seen, seen any of the I movies? have not seen one Damn. Fast and Furious film. You gotta watch those. However, however, I'm gonna see this one. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something the about trailer the trailer. Amazing. Yeah, it was the, the, the trailer looks fantastic. Yeah. Like it's very much like you said. I'm not gonna go into this movie expecting this hmm. really deep plot yeah. and this amazing character development hmm. and you know no. It's just gonna I'm, be I'm gonna go in there with my giant large popcorn, yep. my large can of coke or whatever, mm-hmm. and just have a fun time. Have fun, laugh. It, 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 that's it. You this know. is the epitome of what anyway, what we were saying earlier of a summer blockbuster yeah. movie. Yeah. This is it's 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 it is what it is. You know, what we have a problem is when films try to be something but They're they not. are something else. Yeah. Trying to be something they aren't, you know. Um I keep going back to I, I know you. Won't, we don't want to talk about it, but I'll talk about it. I keep going back to Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One was supposed to be a Star Wars film, but Kathleen Kennedy tried to make it about female. Em- not Rogue One. Sorry, the whole the new Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be about Star Wars. You know, when Kathleen Kennedy tried to make it about women empowerment and all of that, and it just didn't work. When you try to make something what it isn't. It can't be a problem. So this film is just going to be what it is. It's a blockbuster summer movie. Grab your popcorn. The sun is shining. Just go out, watch a movie. You laugh. You come out. You're happy. And the trailer was so long. I like the fact it was a long trailer. There was no teaser. It's just a nice film. It's a full-blown trailer. There were loads of funny moments Mm. in there as well. Like I'm mainly looking forward to, again, because I've seen them in in the previous movie, movies, uh, is the chemistry between Hobbs and Shaw. What's it like in Fast and Furious? Oh, it's so good. Is Are they, they friends or enemies in Fast and Furious? They're enemies. Okay. They're enemies. Who's the Well, they're guy? enemies at first. The thing is, I don't want to... Yeah, they're enemies at first. Mm. And then... Oh, it's, it's not... They're not friends and they're not enemies. Okay. They just don't like each other. Okay, yes. but there's a mutual... There's a mutual respect. respect. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they were enemies. But then it, you just have to watch the movies. Like, I would say you could almost skip the first three. And start with four, and w- and watch the, and watch those. Right. Uh, but yeah, this movie looks it's look like, looks like an absolute blast. Yeah, that's all I can say. Pretty Certainly much. Certainly gonna watch it. This yeah. is one for uh, from what I've seen. This is one for cinema. This yeah. is not. I mean, I was I was looking forward to seeing this movie, uh, but this trailer has has done the job of what a trailer should do. Make me even more excited for this movie. I was just sort of on the wavelength like, yeah, I'll go check this movie out. Now I'm like, I can't wait for this movie to come out. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So, we'll get into our next topic, and that is... So, we've got a lot of DC stuff this week, as we were just talking about with Batman and stuff for that. So, we'll go into the next one, which is Birds of Prey. Now, this was a 20-second 
little clip teaser video quickly revealing all the characters and the costumes and stuff like that the 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 look in a way of the movie yeah um people i've seen loads of people get really upset about this they're saying oh you know they look crazy doesn't look finished i'm like this calm down people this is literally a little teaser announcing that they're probably going to start shooting soon so give give a give the give the audience a background of birds of prey well this is the movie version of what it looks like is quite different to the comics mm. the comics focus more on batgirl uh, and then who eventually becomes Oracle, mm, you know, yeah. Barbara Gordon, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and those kinds of, Black Canary is definitely in it. So it's interesting that they're adding Harley Quinn to this. I understand why they're adding Harley Quinn because she's a very popular character. Uh, Suicide Squad made a lot of money and Margot Robbie's an amazing actress. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, throw her in there. So it, so it's it takes be, place, yeah. it's like the birds of prey, they almost live inside the Batman side of DC. Okay. You know, that side of so the... So this is a Batman universe type of movie? Yeah, yeah. It's it like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Gotham. Yeah, okay. Gotham's going to show up. I mean, you have uh, some of the characters is Renee Montoya, yeah. which is a detective in the Gotham GCP, you know, the GCPD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She works alongside Jim Gordon. So that's, you know, Huntress is going to be in it. Black Canary is going to be in it. Um, obviously, as we said, Harley Quinn. Uh, Victor Zaz, yeah. as we know, is a Batman villain. Mm -hmm. And Black Mask which is played by Ewan McGregor, is also typically a Batman villain. Mm. So right. it's it's living on that side of the DC universe. So we're going to have a female-led... It's um, like a female-led super, superhero super bad hero team. Bad superhero kind of movie that takes place in Gotham or Gotham-ish type of yeah. location. I so mean, it takes place I'm in that... I'm, I'm almost certain... It's going to take place. Uh, uh, we're at least going to visit Gotham. So it takes place in a world where Batman exists. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. More to come, I guess. If we just saw 24 it was very seconds. Pretty, yeah, yeah, it was like 20 seconds. There's nothing. But yeah, it comes out February 7th, 2020. Mm. So we're at a year away. A year away. So I would imagine they're going to start shooting pretty soon. If I, th I think this was almost confirmation that we started shooting now. Um, I think we'll get our first trailer at Comic-Con. Mm. which will be in July. Mm. I think that's when we'll get our first proper look at what this movie's going to look like. Mm. But yeah, I I'm excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future of DC. Yeah. Uh, and on that bandwagon, uh, we'll go to the next one, which is James Gunn. Mm. So we've heard uh, that he was, you know, obviously all the controversy that happened mm. and then uh, Disney sort of fired him in a way. So he wasn't going to be part of Marvel Studios and do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Warner Brothers hired him to do the Suicide Squad. So let's just talk about that. So James Gunn, you've, um, you, uh, we've all Writer seen and director of yeah. the first two Guardians he of was the Galaxies. The first of the yeah. right of, he was the writer-director of the first two Guardians of the Galaxy, but as Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was about to commence, they got into problems, he got fired. Yeah. Now he's in the DC side of things. Yeah. And he's Warner going... I mean, why wouldn't you? He's a talented <laughs> filmmaker. Warner Brothers would be like, is he available now? Yeah, we'll take him. Yes, like <laughs> it's funny they didn't do an well they fired him so the whole no compete clause does it. so it, there's something called a no compete clause yeah. whereby you can't hire somebody from your competitors yeah or you can't apply to work you can't work for your competitors but they fired him so all of that is uh, out yeah, of the window he's free yeah yeah but you know the thing about suicide squad is um suicide squad it, it's a colorful 
type of it's a colorful. I think Suicide Squad is the perfect. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, what he did with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, making it a very retro, colorful type of thing. If he brings that same recipe to Suicide Squad, it's going to be great. So, um, so it looks like Warner Brothers is saying the last Suicide Squad film didn't happen. Well, we have no confirmation yet. Or I've been hearing things and seeing things on the internet as you do, but you got to be careful with those things. Take it with a grain of salt, but it looks like they are looking at rebooting the Suicide Squad universe in a way. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be like completely new characters and stuff. I I hope they keep Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Yeah. Because I think those are especially Deadshot is such a major component of the Suicide Squad. He's pretty much the main. You you mean they should keep Deadshot or they should keep Will Smith? Deadshot. Okay. Okay. I'll be if the if Will Smith comes back, I'll be happy because yeah. I liked him as Deadshot. Yeah. But I wouldn't be as upset if they decided to recast him. I think, yeah, I think Will Smith carried that movie. Yeah, well, and Margot Robbie. Yeah, and Margot Robbie, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think Margot Robbie, Robbie sorry, is stapled herself as, as Harley Quinn yeah. more than Will Smith did as Deadshot, yeah. in a way. So that's like, oh, well, it has to be Margot Robbie. Now, Deadshot, we'll see. I mean, we, we, we knew we were going to get a good performance from Will Smith, so mm. that was expected. But Margot just blew us away, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting times. I mean, so I think that's got a, a release date as well. That's going to be August 2021. So we'll get the Batman mm. and Suicide Squad in 2021. Yeah, awesome. You know, I like it when, this is what I was saying earlier, sometimes a studio can just come in and say, you know those last three movies we made about this? Those didn't happen. Let's just just take this as canon. Those three movies yeah. didn't I happen. Think, <laughs> I, I, think they're gonna, I think they're not going to address it. I think they're just going to, just not mention them do you know what i mean like i don't think they're going to come out and say this is a new universe i think they're just going to carry on making the films and those the older films will just slowly but, but questions g- will be asked people need to know yeah what is this i think i think it depends though because look at the x-men franchise mm, that's yeah. all over the place with the timeline yeah, and stuff for yeah, that yeah. but we accept it for what it is but be- and, I, and, and, I, and i'm me right now i'm not that bothered about them trying to tie everything together i'm just like cool there's a new batman like you know, yeah. I don't get too fussy about these things because I've read comics my whole life and they do this all the time in comics. Yeah. New writers, new artists come in to just retake the character and yeah. they don't pay too much attention. I to think because I think Marvel has f- spoiled us. Marvel has yeah. given us that sense of Marvel has nobody has done universe no, like they Marvel. Yeah, exactly. So but not I th- even but Star I think Wars. That's the problem, though. I think that. We ha- we now think oh everything has, has to be to like be, the Marvel. Yeah, Ma- yeah. No, I think like let yeah. DC do DC. Let mm. them do their own thing. And like they said, they're gonna they're not gonna focus so much of interconnecting the universe and just yep. do standalone movies, filmmaker driven. Yeah, cool. I happy as long as long as you give me a good movie, I'm happy. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's it. I've never thought about it, but it just hit me now. I think um, Star Wars has just spoiled us because they've done Marvel. You mean? I mean, well, <laughs> Marvel. Well, Star Wars is spoiled as well, but yeah, Marvel, Marvel, pr- Marvel primarily, yeah. They've just spoiled us, and because they did the universe so well, anything so part of that or done differently, we're like, ah, they're doing a bad job about this yeah. universe thing, you know. I think even Marvel did, um, like he did a better job of holding the universe together. Yeah. I mean, than Marvel, Star Wars. Marvel isn't. Dare I say? Ma- okay, maybe not Marvel as much as Star Wars. Marvel isn't without its flaws as well. Like you, you have to remember the first. It did take them a few movies to kick into gear. 
Do you know what I mean, Marble? To like get, oh, okay, we're rolling now with this. No, universe. I think they were always engaged. Us, it took us a while to catch up with what they were trying to do yeah. because it was yeah. the first time it was ever being done. Yeah. A franchise for eleven and they were, years, and they were still trying to like some of the earlier movies and not quite on the level they are now. They were s- almost still trying to find their foot. Okay, we had some exceptions like the first Iron Man. I mean, if that hadn't yeah. done well as, as as it did, we wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. True, true. I mean, yeah, yeah, they did make some bad ones like the Hulk and all that. You can't believe that Hulk was part of it. But yeah, anyway, on the other side of things in DC, it just looks good, man. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really excited for Birds of Prey. Really excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, We've got Wonder Woman 84 coming out in 2020 as well. So, yeah. Next story? Yeah. Um, So our next story will be uh, Leigh Wanell, so the director of Upgrade fantastic sci-fi horror action movie that came out last year uh, is going to direct The Invisible Man. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Universal is rebooting the whole Monsters <laughs> saga after one movie. <laughs> after you know, one, this whole dark universe, th- th- gone. Yeah, that's you know, so, you know um, that's the only Tom Cruise film I've never seen. Yeah. So because Tom Cruise is up there as my, one of my favorite actors, but that it just nothing about that film, that monsters film. You, you could pass on that. Yeah, film, you could yeah. pass on that. So they're going to reboot the whole. They're thing. rebooting the whole franchise. Um, originally, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, but I think they everything's getting redone. Mm. For me, the most exciting thing though is that they're going to be working with Jason Blum, Blumhouse yeah. Productions. Yeah. They are my favorite, without a doubt, horror. Product, uh, production studio at the minute mm-hmm. like they're just churning out quality horror movies D- mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. out halloween mm. all these movies purge yeah uh the conjuring no, actually no the conjuring wasn't part of that have you seen um the purge the tv the no series? i haven't come around to it, it's actually really good i've heard some good things it's about really it, yeah. good I, I watched it it was really nice um it wasn't you, you know i know we're not reviewing it today but you know when you hear the purge and you say is a series about the purge what's going to be going through your mind is it's just going to be about gore cutting people up and different ways to kill people but no it had a coherent story it was going somewhere and it got there in the end i, I that it's something i recommend if you've not seen I'll it, it i'll give it a check out yeah, yeah no viewers um those listening give, give it a um the, there's the purge um series it's on amazon try giving it a watch it's really shot. good yeah but yeah, I'm super excited to hear this news about uh, not, I mean, whatever about reboot in the whole universe because it's like after one movie. Mm. Okay, whatever. But I'm excited that Lee Wannell's signed to direct it. Yeah. I haven't uh, have seen Upgrade, have you? Oh, it's a good movie, man. Yeah, we were supposed to see it in the we cinema. Were, yeah, but we, we went never to go did, yeah. But I, I, went, I saw it on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Got, I got my hands on, the, on a copy. I borrowed from someone. And it was so good. Yeah. It's really good. That should That was a better Venom movie than Venom. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. That, yeah. That's the that movie that I that's saw. I was like, been, I was like, yeah. that's what Venom should have been. Mm. Uh, but it was. It wasn't. <laughs> it was it? But what a great movie! So yeah, I'm gonna watch so it. So that's the main reason I put this in the notes today because I'm just so excited to see what he can do with the this franchise. You're right. Also, uh, there's something here. Um, Zack Schneider about Zack Schneider. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, Zack Schneider is is back. Mm. Zack Schneider's back, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh I don't, th- I don't know if we mentioned it on the show before, but both no. me and ND, we are huge fans oh. of Zack Schneider. Uh, I think he's a visually stunning director. I think he, he some of my favorite films are done by Zack Schneider. Yep. So he's back after his little hiatus, mm. after obviously an unfortunate Family tragedy. tragedy yeah. his, you know, um, 
but he's back to do what he does best, which is make films. And he's doing a zombie movie called Army of the Dead, Oof. and it's specifically for Netflix. Oof. So uh, let me just drool over this. Zack Schneider is one of my favorite directors because actually, actually, my favorite film of all time, my favorite film period is 300. Yeah, you said that multiple yeah, times. I yeah, know, you know, and it was from Zack Schneider. And I've just loved that guy. Every single film he's made, he keeps impressing me. So, so I'm a huge Zack Schneider fan. So am I. And no. um, I'm just happy. W- this this is the kind of film he can make. And I like the fact it's not just a f- it's a, it's a, it's 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 on Netflix. Yeah. Well, he 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 spoke to the Hollywood Reporter and he was talking about it. And he, he was talking about that they sort of, he's been let loose. He mm. can create whatever he wants and he's gone crazy. It's a, like a kick-ass. I mean, you expect it to be kick-ass because he's like the king of action. Mm. I love his action scenes. Uh, but And he says, self-aware but not quite on the nose, mm. which again, I love. So, and Netflix is the perfect place for yeah. that. I think Zack Schneider would do better on places like Netflix, yeah. Hulu, Amazon Prime, then in the big screen. Because yeah. I think he's he's quite a creative director and I I don't know I just fi- I find his material would be better suited for that platform yeah he's a very contemporary he's very Zack Schneider is one of those people that he's in the level of in my opinion he's in the level of Charlie Brooker you know the guy who did um, who writes um, um, st- um, not st- um, Black Mirror okay I yeah. think he's on that same level these are geniuses they think outside the box and when you they work for big studios that don't want to do things outside the box because they have shareholders to Please, make happy, yeah, yeah. They, it just doesn't work. And that's why the whole Batman. That's why, you know, I watched, um, you know, we've I watched with you um, Batman versus Superman. We watched it in the cinema, but when we then watched the DVD, yeah, the ultimate, edition. the ultimate edition, which is Zack Schneider's ed- edition, you see, it's actually a very good movie. It's a very good film. So there are a lot I, of I, things. I, I went from uh, sort of liking the movie mm-hmm. when I first saw it in the cinema to when I saw the ultimate edition. I'll be like, whoa, exactly. yeah, this is a great movie. I, like, I really like this movie. So that's yeah. what Zack wanted, but that's the studio. Studio, yeah. studio gave us and what then, they wanted. I mean, this so is a whole nother podcast, and then the saga continues with yeah. Justice League. And yeah. But that, that's that's for another time. Yeah. That's a whole so, other. So can now of worms. that Netflix and Netflix is that kind of company that would give you freedom give to you do films. whatever you want to do. You know, they they are Netflix are the Disney of on demand. You know, they just have all the money, and they can afford to take risks and all of that. So, I am so. This is to me. You know, we've read a lot of stuff about what's coming, and we've been on different levels of excitement. To me, this week. This is the happiest news I've received film-wise that Zack Schneider oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, is back. I'm so. really pleased. I'm pleased for him mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's gone through something I can't imagine what that would feel like. You can't imagine. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. To lose a child in that way mm. is such a traumatic experience. I just... oh. But I'm happy the fact that he's now, like I said, doing what he does best and doing what he loves, which is making films. Mm. And I, s- since since Batman vs Superman I've always wanted to see what he's going to do next mm-hmm. because I didn't really feel as Justice League was his film yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. so uh, that's it for movie news uh, we're going to get into our review this week and it's going to be a TV show it's going to be Marvel's The Punisher 
Season 2. I'm gonna end it. What if Billy kills you? I'm not the one who dies, kid. I'm the one who does the killing. You know how when we first started the show, I don't know, I, I had to binge this series. I had to binge it so we could talk about it. Um, so you watched, so you're on episode 10 right I'm now. I'm in episode 10. I've watched it. So, yeah. I'm, I've, I've, so you're, you're pretty close to me. Mm-hmm. How many episodes did you watch ha- ha- before yesterday? One. So you watched nine episodes. That, that's commitment, folks. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's commitment. Spent nine hours watching, watching The Punisher. Great. I yeah, love it. So. I love it. <laughs> so um, obviously you haven't finished the series, yeah. but you're pretty close to the end. So yeah. what are your overall thoughts of the movie? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, the, the TV series, I should say. So everything that I expected to be good are good, which is the performances have been really good you know the punisher it, as uh, so coming from as a filmmaker as, as an indie filmmaker one of the things and as a film director one of the things we say um when we are trying to make a film is casting as a director casting is 90 percent of the job if you cast right you've done 90 percent of the job you know and i think that with this guy cast as punisher he is the best pun- version of the Punisher we could have ever Without had. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, act performances were all good. Everything was solid. But my only gripe with it is at some at certain areas, it felt a bit slow. You knew where they were going, but they were taking so much time to get there. So, I felt it was more they were just doing things to fill up. And that's just a bit boring. Too much... Um, it was too emotional in a sense. I get the whole one of the things about Punisher is the whole PTSD and what would we do if we were put in, you know, the, in the same situation as them, you know. But it was just dragging. Everybody's suffering from the trauma. A couple of things dragged, in my opinion. But overall, I like it. Overall, I kind of like it. Yeah, it is what it is. What about you? What do you think? Um, well, let me start this off by saying the first season delivered a h- ambitious drama about trauma, service, and, and morality, you know? And that is some of the best TV sh- series stuff I've ever seen, okay? That is just, it, it's insane. This second season is a whole nother thing for mm. me, okay? It completely detaches itself from the emotional vulnerability of the first season, I think. And instead, we get a bloody mess, mm. I think. It's, which, in a way, is more faithful to the comics. This show, I thought, was more faithful to the actual comics of The Punisher than season one was. Mm. But that's because I always thought in the comics, Punisher was a very 2D villain, uh, villain uh, character, I should say. While in season one, they really made him 3D. And, and all the stuff about PTSD and stuff, I loved that. I ate all that up, you know? Mm-hmm. However... They're repeating it in the second season. The yeah, whole well, but not as much, repeated. though. That's, that was my problem with the, with this, is that it barely scratched the level of that. I thought... So it traded all of that for huge amounts of action. Now, the action itself, and I'm going to talk about the action, is fantastic. Okay? Yep. It's some of the most brutal stuff I've ever seen. The choreography, you know, the camera movements, everything about it is fantastic. It's some of the best action you'll see on TV this year, without a doubt. Mm. I, th- I don't. I, I think very few shows are going to come up 
to that. It's almost movie level action. Yeah. Okay. But at times, it just feels like a gallery of violence. Mm. You know, it's just violence for the sake for the of, sake of it. for the sake of violence. And what I've always said is that I don't care about the action scenes unless I care about the story and the characters. You mm-hmm. could give me the best action scene in the world, makes yeah. makes no difference unless I'm invested yeah. in what they're fighting for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but like you said, the standout for me is John Berthold as Frank Castle. Yeah. He gives another stellar performance. Absolutely amazing. He mm. carries the show. Mm-hmm. Every episode, I I keep watching each episode for him mainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he's just every time he gets on screen he takes the whole screen mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're not really interested in what anyone else is doing you're just concentrated on him and his his deliverance of the lines and stuff like that so i agree in this season some of the lines at times that were a bit flat yeah but he get, he does as good of a performance as he can yeah. with what he's given yeah i agree with you on the lines because uh, i was watching it and in s- certain things they would say i'd be like damn that's so flat that's something i could have written and yeah. i'm not paid millions to yeah. do this. Another thing that was really flat for me is um, is the story element, which I thought was one of the worst story events. What really let me down was the Billy Russo stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, his transition to Jigsaw didn't work for me. Mm. It, d- it didn't work because throughout most of the season, he's trying to piece everything together that he's forgotten from season one. Now, as oh, we can't spoil it for the audience. Don't say it. No, but that's, <laughs> uh, we're going to some... Sp- some slight spoilers here but yeah basically he's trying to piece back together what happened now for an audience that's boring because we know everything that happened do you know what i mean mm. uh, and mm. i understand if, if you're going to do that for the first couple of episodes but this is nearly the whole season yeah where he still doesn't know so the fact that he doesn't know how can he be a counterpart to frank castle and the punisher when he doesn't know what he's fighting for he's just some crazy lunatic trying to piece back his life together mm. which i will say ben barnes performance of that is very good mm. i just think his narrative just didn't didn't stick with me i think i think they could they should have his arc is what is too it's taking too long yeah, to move way too from long. one person to it's taking so long and it's now becoming a bit boring well, for me, because I'm still watching it. No, it's I agree. Still, it's yeah, still getting yeah. a bit boring. They could have done that in the first two, three episodes. Break out of jail. We see his um, split personality. You know, we, we get a vibe that he has that split personality disorder thing. We establish that he get he builds his crime empire. And let's just move on. But um, they tried too much to break it down mm-hmm. and all of that. But and I think it was just too much. And... Um, but to add to that, mm. though, um, his interaction and chemistry with his doctor, the therapist, yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. I thought that was really boring as well. And, I, and that carries you through a huge chunk of the season. And you're meant to be emotionally invested in these characters, but I just wasn't. Mm. Like mm. Those were the scenes, especially when I was watching the episodes, that I was sort of zoning out a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, I think it it's has to do what I'd say Punisher has. It's good, to be honest. I, like I said earlier, I like it. It's good, but nothing is perfect. I think the only the, the, the biggest problem for me was the pacing. It's yeah, no slow. It, it was slow too at times. slow. Yeah, and, and these days, um, writers need to understand that people put two and I two together very quickly. This season falls into the you know the thing that everybody says is that the Marvel Netflix stuff are too long, mm. right? And I think it does in this point. Uh, this this counts. There one too many episodes for me 
Uh, which 13 I guess, like, I guess. There's 13, 13 yeah. yeah I mean but the thing is that's the problem though is that epi- season 1 every single episode I was dying to watch next this yeah. one after like 2 or 3 I was like okay I, I want to watch something else now yeah you know why I, that's what I'm saying you know why I think they repeat it's, it, the themes are the same the themes are the same yeah but the, th- the themes are the same but they barely scratch them nowhere near as deep as they did in the first season yeah so imagine they had the first theme the theme of the first season was PTSD and they went deep into it then the second theme the second season is still ptsd and they're not even going deep into it no so it's a bit yeah i like, don't really I'm know what this season's about that mm. that's that i didn't really see a main storyline as of like this is where he's going to be going towards yeah um and obviously billy russo's storyline and then you had the pilgrim which is mm. the other villain you could say of this, yeah. this season and i know you you don't know how it concludes yeah but he's the same you're following on, on this journey and you're not quite sure what he's doing mm-hmm. or who he's working for. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's more. I think this season. I, it's a, and it's been cancelled, hasn't it? Not. It hasn't. Yeah, not yet. We but don't. It hasn't been announced yet. Cool. Yeah. Because I think this um, series is just a filler series. It's not. It's not. It's nothing. There's nothing going to be groundbreaking about it. Maybe a third series, will will you know, it will be better. But you know, there are sometimes. Um, in, even in film, in a film, sometimes you can have, you have the main story, then you have a sub story, and you use that sub story to complement the main one. When you've given the audience too much about the main story, you just need to, you know, it, it didn't yeah. do that here. Yeah, so did, that's that's what so I that's mean. What I know, it what was I mean too many subplots. Yeah, I thought. What I mean is this series itself is just a filler. Let's just give them something. With that, that's the thing though, because I'm looking, f- I want to see a season three. Yeah. Because I just love John Berthold as a Punisher. I want to see a season three. I think there will be a season I'm, three. I'm hoping that if they do a season three, you can go, eh, well, season two wasn't so great, but yeah. season three and season one are amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, now, I do have a lot of gripes with this series, but there are some things that are, are amazing mm. in this. One of the best chemistry, I think, um, he really got his time to shine in this series compared to the first one is Curtis, Frank's buddy. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The chemistry between them two is yeah. amazing. Every time mm. they were interacting with each other, you know, Frank's got that respect for Curtis yeah. that he doesn't have for anyone else. Yeah. Uh, one of the lines, this is not a spoiler, one of the lines that the girl says, she says, she says he says, so he respects you. And he's like, I don't believe that. And he's like, well, he doesn't kick your ass yeah. when you tell him to shut up. Yeah, the only one who stood up to Frank without him kicking your ass. Where, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that. And and There's throughout that, the whole season, they've got so that much. chemistry. Yeah. And, and um, Jason Armour is the guy yeah. who plays Curtis. Yeah. Like I said, he really gets time to shine in this season. Uh, in addition to that, um, I liked, uh, what's her name? Georgia Wig- uh, Wiggum mm. is the who plays the girl. I don't know if we ever actually find out her real name because we know she's into she's, yeah. uh, identity I theft. Bet, Do we yeah. ever actually find out? I yeah, her real name starts with A. I think it's, it's Amy. Amy. Yeah, I don't Amy. think that is her real name. Though. No, she did. In one time of vulnerability, she told she told. Some, yeah, I think that it was this Curtis. My, yeah, um, so this is my real name. The thing about, so let me ask a question before yeah, we round I, but up. Like, I liked her. Yeah. I, I, I liked the, because she was like a firecracker, sort of this bundle of energy and, uh, and perfect counterpart to John Berthold's character. So let me ask um, a question before we round up on The Punisher. Um, So in the the chemistry between that girl and The Punisher, the chemistry between The Punisher and what's that hacker's name in season... Micro. Micro. I I really missed him. Yep. Really missed him, Micro. And finally, the chemistry between The Punisher and you remember when he was in Daredevil? 
Yeah. Punisher and um, what's her name? Karen Page. Yeah, Karen Page. Which chemistry? Have you, have, you, have you got to that episode with Karen Page? Yet? Oh, she's in this one. She's in season two. Yeah. Oh, she's, really? Yeah. I haven't gotten there. Yeah, no. yeah. If you're ten <laughs> episodes in, it's nearly. She's there. probably gonna she's be in this she's one ne- about. She's nearly what? there. Yeah. Um, which, which chemistry? Which do you chemistry think do I works like the, the most? most? Yeah. So you're saying between Punisher and Karen Page, uh-huh. Punisher and the hacker in season one, Micro yeah. and what was the other one? And the girl in season two. The little girl, the teenager in season two, Amy. Yeah. I'll I'll go with uh, yeah, Punisher and Micro. Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, yeah. and, and that's another thing I was really missing in this season, Micro. No, but it, 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 I've been a repetition. You know, no, but he's but yeah, he's another ca- he, he is he's essential to he's the essential Punisher, to the Punisher. Punisher yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, he yeah. is he's effectively Alfred. Yeah, to yeah, him, you know, he's yeah. the guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. He, that's and and we didn't get to see the the war truck either. We saw yeah. it in the first couple of episodes, and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I uh, think. I think this this series so this season could be two things. It could be we need to do a series and close the door, or we need to do a series. Then we will a filler series. Nothing really happens. Then in the third series, third season, we will give them something big. I, I think I it just, could be one of those I, I, two. I don't think they. Nobody goes into the intention of like let's just make something to get it out there. You have to go into it thinking this is we're going to make the best thing we're going to uh, possible. I just think they missed the ball. I just really think they just didn't do a good. It's not job. like it's bad. We're no, not saying I'm it's not bad. Saying We're not saying it's, don't I'm not watch saying it. It's bad. I say it could have been a lot better. I say compared to how good the first, first season yeah, was, yeah, this yeah. is a huge step back. Yeah. I think it's a very big step back. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. So what? So let's give it a score. So, okay. So it's, it's yeah. So I'm just gonna. My overall thoughts is that it is more action packed. It's more brutal. There's more subplots and stuff like that. But all of that doesn't make up for the lack of storyline and some of the character development. I found. Uh, the performances were fantastic for yeah. most people. Mm. So, but that isn't enough to keep it afloat for me. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Wow, wow, wow! And you're usually the generous one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just was quite bored at times. Mm, okay. So yeah, six out of ten, and I gave season one a nine out of ten. Yeah, that's so. Deserved. This is quite a step back. Yeah, for me, it w- like we said, the performances were great. Um, I felt the pacing was lacking. It was too slow at some point. I felt the main plot points were a bit repetitive of the first season. We didn't get to see anything new. We just got a repetition of the first season. Each person is still suffering from the same demons that they had in the first season. So we don't see anything new in the characters, you know. But at the same time, like the performances were really good. I had some problems with some of the dialogue. It seemed a bit flat and it looked like it was rushed, you know. So, um, but in overall, it was a good series. So, I'm going to give this one a 6.5. 6.5? 6.5, yes. And I'm still watching. I still have three You've episodes still got three to episodes go. to go. Yeah, yeah, so at the moment, it's a 6.5. But I agree with you. The first that, season that could, was that, 9. But by the end of the last episode, that could either go lower or exactly. higher than yeah. for you. Because yeah. depending on how the conclusion is for you. Yeah, but this is the for first... For me, that's, that's another thing. The, con- the, the ending... Justifies d- the didn't means. quite <laughs> land for me. Yeah. It wasn't as emotional as I thought it could have been, but hey. Yeah. This, this is the first time you've scored something lower than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, first yeah, time. It is. So that's a good marker. Okay. So um, I think we can end off there. Let's now talk about what we are going to see next week. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Right. So this week we have 
Attila Battle Angel. This is one of the films we um, spoke about in, in the first episode of the year that we're really looking forward to in general. And this is it. I'm looking forward to this because I personally want um, something new. You know, I just want a new, a new story, something new, something fresh. I know this is one of those films that is going to be they want to make another one, but they want to see how the first one is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's one of those films that has that look about yeah. it. So I'm hoping this is going to be a good one. Um, yeah, that's... I, I'm hoping it's not going to be predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, from the trailers, it does look very predictable, but I just hope it's just they did the trailers in a yeah. rush. I mean, you have to... They've, they've got a story to follow. Yeah. You have to remember, this is a, a manga originally yeah so i mean i heard that james Cam- i think there's like 10 books out there 10 volumes mm. and i think james cameron where you know discovered them and, and dissected them to make one movie mm. so i think there's a there's a sprinkles of all 10 books but there's got to be enough material there to warrant a second movie if they wanted to do it well it all depends and, and on the audience what, it, depend, yeah, uh, it, uh, it yeah. also depends yeah. how much money it yeah. makes yeah um but yeah, no, like you, I'm really excited for this movie. I think it looks visually amazing. Yes. Like the, the, yeah. the CGI. CGI looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, which is sometimes in trailers, I, I always give a pass on CGI on trailers because yeah. the f- film's not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't really judge the CGI until I've seen the film mm-hmm. on trailers. Yeah. But already in the trailers, this looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it. I'm a huge fan of like the cyberpunk yeah. sort of look yeah and but it looks a bit too polished it's too clean cyberpunk yeah, I mean, is meant we'll, to be grungy yeah you know? i think i think we'll get in i think we'll get a bit of both mm. i think we'll get a bit more grunge in the dirt and then we'll get the more polished stuff yeah i think it's it's almost like a tear of how rich you are maybe is how you are represented sort of thing mm. but yeah the story in a way does look kind of predictable you know we're going to be followed it's the hero's journey yeah it is it's, it's going to be a classic staple but there's nothing wrong with that for me mm. i like a good hero's journey story and if, if if the dialogue's good and the story is well, that, that that'll be good enough for me. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right, and we also have this week um, the Lego Movie Two. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm actually I don't know what I'm looking. I think I'm looking forward to the Lego Movie Two more. Really? Yeah, because I just love the first one, and it's so funny. <laughs> it, I, and what what made it even funnier for me is that I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. I was mm. expecting it to be terrible. I was like, really? A Lego movie? How are you going to do a movie about building blocks? And there we go. Yeah, I'm more looking forward to Alita, but we'll see. So that's what we're watching this week. Um, um, Hopefully, we'll be able to review these movies next week. I think we'll we'll probably do Alita Battle Angel as our main review for next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then we'll probably, if we get a chance to see both, we'll we'll let you know. Awesome. So that's our show for the week. Um, Hope you've enjoyed listening and we will be back next week as usual. And so for me, have yourselves a nice movie week. Yeah, guys, uh, we'll be seeing you next week. I'm looking forward to coming back. Uh, Please check us out on all streaming platforms, whatever is comfortable for you, whether it be Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, etc. Also check us out on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. But until next week, see you soon.